you could be anywhere doing anything, but you're hanging out with us. And we appreciate that. So wherever you're listening and however you're listening, we appreciate you guys for listening. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Game Plan Podcast. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, that's on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Kennedy Miller. Yes, sir. Damn, that was weak as hell, but we'll go with it. Where can the folks find you on Twitter? You don't need to know my damn Twitter after the day. If you don't, if you don't know my Twitter after these three years, four years we've been doing it, you don't need to know. Cause I, man, <clears throat> I got some stuff to get off my chest. But go ahead. All right, we hopefully we can get Kennedy Miller. You know, woosaw, rub his ears like uh, Martin Lawrence did in Bad Boys Two. Woosaw it out. But hey, yo, Aaron, where can the folks yeah. find you? Where can the folks find you, dog? You can find me on Twitter at SlendermanZ00. You know, guys, this was supposed to be an exciting extension of the Game Plan Podcast. We're going to have the Game Plan Podcast Coach's Corner with uh, Coach Bryce Goodwin and Coach Ryan Gloss. We're going to have that once a month for you guys. Me and Lamar Gaffer going to be coming on through the, through the season. And this extension of the Game Plan Podcast was supposed to be exciting because we have a big contingent of our fan base that are Dallas Cowboy fans. And you know what? I wanted to give the people what they wanted. Yeah, I wanted a place for you cowboy fans to come. I wanted a safe space for y'all. I wanted to create that for y'all. You know what I'm saying? So if this was like, how many of y'all watch The Wire? I don't know how many of you guys have. But this is going to be like a place you can come in, do your drugs in peace. Shout out to my man, Bunny Colvin. This is going to be like a sports version of Hamsterdam. Tonight was supposed to be a joyous occasion. A happy night. A place for you cowboy fans to do your dope and not be judged. But damn, this is a sad day. Y'all look sad. Both of you look sad. Every cowboy oh, fan the- I've talked to the last 24 <laughs> hours is sad. All of you are. So let me just start right here. Kennedy Miller, on the scale of 1 to 10, how are you feeling right now about your Dallas Cowboys? 1 to 10. 10 being great or 10 being terrible? 10 being terrible. I'm at a 15. Damn. And, um, I mean, it ain't mostly the team. It's my, it's my quarterback, man. And not even the fact that he's hurt, but the fact of how he looked before he was hurt. And I wouldn't, it, this is not like a 2020 thing for me. I was an advocate for paying Dak Prescott. I, I figured who can, who better can you get in the open market? It's a, it's a question, you know, to tank and try and get a quarterback. You know what I mean? So why not get a guy that you know is, Average to above average, but if you put the right team around him, he can win you some games. You can get in the playoffs, you can win your division, and you never know how the ball may roll. But that, what I saw last night was terrible. It was horrendous. It was preposterous because, number one, I just said he's an average to above average quarterback. Now, I think the really great quarterbacks, the Mahomes and the Rodgers and the Bradys, those guys, they can elevate guys around them, right? He's not on that level. So as an organization, why did you feel comfortable coming in the season with only one guy? Now, Aaron, tell me if I'm wrong, but they only have one guy that it actually scored an NFL touchdown, correct? Oh, no, you're right. Why would you feel comfortable doing it? Your old line is banged up. You let Amari Cooper and... um. 
Cedric Wilson go and basically didn't get anything. You drafted the guy in the third round, Tolbert. James he Washington. comes in saying he's going to change the culture. What'd you say, Aaron? Sorry, James Washington immediately got hurt. James Washington immediately got hurt. I forgot about him, but Tolbert was a healthy scratch last night. Um, I mean, Michael Parsons is amazing, but we're going to waste his prime like we've done every other great draft pick that we've had in the last 10, 15 years. This is ridiculous. You look at everything that the Eagles did. They upgraded their entire team. Upgraded their entire team. We've got $20 million in cap space, and you sat on it and didn't try and get Von Miller. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Kennedy Bill, how much? $20 million? $15 million? Yeah, $20 million in cap space, man. And this, this is what you sat out and said, this is what we feel content with going into week one against one of the greatest quarterbacks, if not the greatest quarterback this play. And you got next week a team that made the Super Bowl last year. Who, they didn't look great yesterday, but damn it, I promise you they're going to look great next week when we play. Because of course they will. Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I guess to, uh, to pick up where you left off, what the hell are we doing out there? At this point, I almost want to resign my fanship until the passing of Jerry Jones. But what would it matter? Because his son is going to step right in and screw us for another 40 years. I don't know what deal with the devil they made back in 1989, but he has come to collect because what the hell? What the <laughs> hell? Not only, not only did you have a bottom five offseason, you follow it up with our quarterback, our proven year quarterback, coming out there for three quarters and looking like he's not about to prove jack shit. He's not about to prove anything. Anything. Like, when he got hurt, I didn't even flinch. Because what's the difference? You you could go out there with that broken thumb and the balls would still look the same the way he was throwing out there. It looked so pathetic. I am tired of the Cowboys looking pathetic. I am tired of Jerry Jones going into that locker room and saying, hey, we are not in the business to win. We are in the business to entertain. You go out there and suck for the first three quarters. And then when it matters none, you go out there and you put some points on the board and you make those fans lead and have them say, oh, it was a close game. And we all know damn well it wasn't a close game. We know it wasn't a close game. Here we go again with another 16 more games of torture. How much can one defend a team that goes out there and quite literally looks like they don't want to play? There's only one guy that looks like he wants to play, and it's number 11. And even he's starting to get a little cringe, getting mad at chip blocks on Twitter. It's football. You're going to get chipped if you're the best rusher in the freaking in the game. And you've got two sacks. Yeah, you're going to get chipped. Our defense looks solid. To hold, nine, to hold Tom Brady to 19 points, just like we held Patrick Mahomes to 19 points last year, that looks solid. But what good is it when you can only throw up three points? Why can we never score a touchdown when we hold the greats to 19 points? We can't seem to find the end zone healthy. We can't seem to find the end zone hurt. And at what point does the defense break down and it all goes to crap. I don't know what else to do. But I'm not going to keep arguing with people on Twitter who want to troll us, just want to kick us when we're down, because that's even more pathetic. 
Your team is terrible too. But what can I say? We are consistently bad. We are consistently inconsistent. And I am tired of it. Okay? That this needs to be Dakota Prescott's last year in Dallas. I don't care. I know it's crazy. I do not care. But we are not going to get better. We are not going to get better from him. We have seen his peak. It is time to go into the draft and either get lucky or just tank. Just sit him up. Just sit him the rest of the year. Trade him. Somebody wants him. Make some big moves for once in your life. Make a big splash move. Just like you said, Kennedy, the Eagles improved their entire roster. The one question mark was Jalen Hurst, and he almost had 100 rushing yards out there. He looks good. The Commanders, they look good. The Giants beat the Titans. They look good. There's only one team who does it, and it's the team that was slated to win it. I have nothing else to say. I got a quick question for y'all. So, uh, Ken, I'm going to go through the Cowboys' next eight ball games because that's how long they say Dak Prescott may be out. We're going to go through these, these eight. They have the Bengals next week. L. After that, the New York Giants. Is it at home or on the road? I'm calling it L either way. I think Saquon's going to run off. The Giants, that, that's, that's a road game. That's a road game. L. They got the team at home. <sighs> I, I mean, possibly a win. At the Rams and at the Eagles. L. L. Who else? Then they've got Detroit and Chicago at home, both games. They can, but they probably won't. I'm going to tell you this. Those games against the Giants, Washington, Detroit, and Chicago, God, please do not let those games go to overtime. We do not need more than 60 minutes of watching those games. Like, God, if you're up there, please help us all. Please. Because I do not want to see six more than 60 minutes of Cooper Rush. In Jared Goff. You guys made very salient points. You guys both seem very upset. This, Kennedy, you know what this sounds like? This sounds like you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. I am. I mean, I, I really am. It's like, it's like for for the longest we just needed like a solid quarterback and solid defense. Like we don't went through all these ebbs and flows of this twenty five years of of me being a fan. You know, like early twenty tens, like we had a great rock. Like we had the perfect offense. We just needed a, a quarterback that was number one capable, number two healthy enough. Then. We've kind of passed that window. Now our defense is kind of improving. Our O-line is aged. Our receiving core is kind of, you know, when Michael Gallup comes back, it's okay. It's not great, though. And now it's like, now we need another. Now we need a quarterback again. Like, Can I say something? Can I say something? Go ahead. CeeDee Lamb has been a massive disappointment. And, I, and I'm here to say that I don't think he's going to end his career a true 88 he may end it with the numbers but i don't think he's going to end his career as a true 88 because what i saw last night was some of the most pathetic receiving i have ever seen 
from any receiver, and I swear to God, that is saying a lot. They threw him a bubble pass, and he flinched at the ball. Just because Antoine Winfield was in the vicinity, he flinched at the ball. No, no, no and I he think tends to do wait, that wait. a lot. I think that was the play where Dalton, well, Antoine Winfield blocked Dalton Schultz. Like, like Antoine Winfield was like going up, and he blocked, uh, not blocked Dalton Schultz into C.D. Lamb. But yeah, you're right. You're right. But here's the thing: if you watch that replay, C.D. could extend his hands. Not not even push his arms out. Just literally open his palms and still snag that ball. He touched the ball and backed away. Literally moved his hands back as if to say, I didn't do it. That is not a dog. A dog would have tried to catch that ball. A dog would have caught that. Tyreek Hill would have caught it. I bet you Tyreek Hill would have came down with that ball and took it 25 yards. I bet you money, even in traffic. CD Lamb was targeted 11 times. He had two catches. I don't care who does what. That is unacceptable. If they throw the ball your way 11 times, damn it, you better bring down six of them. If you're the number one receiver, half the time, <laughs> he walks around with his jaw open looking stupid. I hate the way he talks. I hate his cadence when he talks. It's very bothersome. Oh my god. Yo. He hasn't wiped his nose in months. <laughs> Everything's making you upset today, huh? Aaron is getting all yes. his grievances off his chest. My God. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh. Every time I look out there and I see the Cowboys run out, I don't even feel confident. I don't even feel confident. Oh, God. Oh, man. So my biggest thing going into the year with the Cowboys is going to be this, right? If you do not have the offensive line, this isn't the Great Wall of Dallas of 2014, 2015, and 2016. It's just not, right? And if you don't have Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott isn't what he used to be. Tony Pollard's not an every down back. And you're just going to go out there with C.D. Lamb. This is the time where you need your coordinator, and your coaching staff to be able to scheme up a lot of things, scheme your players open, right? So I've heard a coach say innovation comes out of necessity. The most creative coaches you see are at division two, II, division three, and in high school, and they have to be innovative because they, they're operating at a talent deficiency. The Dallas Cowboys at receiver are operating at a, at a talent deficiency, right? So this would be the moment hypothetically where Kellen Moore would have to scheme up his best plays. And, you know, and do his best job of game planning, scripting plays, getting your best players the ball. I saw it last night and it looked bland as white folks cooking. Like ever since week six or whenever they played the Patriots last year, the offense since then has been bland as hell. Bland as hell. And I think last year, a lot of people were giving Kellen Moore credit that, oh, Kellen Moore is like this great cook. He's this great cook. Kellen Moore is just putting Lowry's on some and That's all he was really doing. You know what yes. I'm saying? And so now at this point, I'm looking at him like, hey, buddy, you didn't know? It's C.D. Lamb and a bunch of dudes who should have their C.D.L. Okay? And you just were going to go out here, line up, no motions, no shifts, no nothing, and just call short passes the whole night. That's unforgivable. That's unexcusable. He out there running the Jimbo Fisher offense. Like, like you can tell a coach, like as people talk about he's so creative, he's so creative. 
Kellen Moore was only creative when he had really good players. How all of a sudden do you go into a shell? And let's not act like C.D. Lamb's a very, very good player. He is. How is it not the plan to get C.D. Lamb the ball however you could? How is that not the plan? He wants to get fancy. He wants to get snooty. He wants to get Highland Hills, Highland Park. He wants to run reverses. The first he didn't. What one thing that really upset me is that you brought out these tricks so early. If I'm not mistaken, was it at the first drive? Third play of the game. Third play of the game. Like you said, what? It was the third play of the game. They called that double reverse. Third play of the game. Now correct me if I'm wrong. You usually set the team up before you run a trick play. It, it's simple. You run, 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 play action. You don't play action first play of the game. I just don't understand where the where the thinking goes wrong with these guys. It's like, hey, I'm going to show one year that I'm a super talented coordinator and I'm a super talented receiver, that I'm a beast of a running back. But then when it's time to put it all together, don't you call me. Don't you call my name. <laughs> That's their M.O. And I'm tired. Carry on. Oh man, you know what? Can I ask this? Can I ask you guys this question? You know, because we're gonna come in here every couple of weeks for the, the Cowboys centric episode of the Game Plan Podcast. Can we expect more of this, or is this gonna just become more upset and more just despondent as we go on? Is that what this is gonna become? Because I feel like this is gonna end up becoming a therapy session for the two of you and other Cowboy fans. You know what we might have to do, guys? We might have to have other Cowboy fans call in as well and, and, you know, get some things off their chest. How does that sound? You know, group therapy. I've heard it works. You know, black men's mental health matters here at the Game Plan Podcast. And I want you you two, my brothers, to feel, you know, I want you guys to be safe. I want you guys to feel affirmed. I like that. I like that. Kennedy. You can call whoever the hell you want. <laughs> at the end of the day, these dudes don't turn around. I just. Number one, my hopes weren't even kind of like Aaron said, my hopes weren't even up to begin with because I was already operating on, okay, like this is kind of like your last chance to prove it. And you really, really solidified in my mind that, you know, like I used to try and argue that maybe the guy was like a, a like number 12 quarterback, you know, 10 to 12 range. No, fam. When I saw him go, when I saw him roll outside the pocket on third down, and throw that pass so far behind C.D. Lamb. I said, I, I can't. I can't do it. I can't rock with him. But I have to acknowledge now that this is this is, this is is wrong. You got to let him go. I mean, it is the idea that he's in a proven year in year seven. That should have told you all you needed to know right there. Most times, you know if a dude's a high-end elite quarterback by year three. Right. Like we Justin Herbert, we knew early. Lamar, we knew real early. Mahomes, we knew real early. Uh, He who shall not be named. We knew real early. You know what I'm talking about? It's year seven. Well, his problem is just consistency. Like the, the highs are high. But but the lows are lower than all of those guys. But the, the and I think here's the other thing. Right. And I don't think we, we talk about this as much. Right. So we think about it with Dak Prescott. Right. 
those first two years, big offensive line, solid running game, right? Dak Prescott, all he had to do those first two years was hold the, hold the car in the lane, 10 and two, right? Throw, we need you to throw. Don't mess it up, right? 2017, when Ezekiel Elliott misses those six games or at times when Zeke wasn't as effective that year, when Dak had to just step back and throw, it didn't look that great, right? The next year, they go get Amari Cooper. Things start to take off. They draft Gallup. Things start to take off. They get CeeDee Lamb. But now, once you see those pieces aren't there, or what I think happens with a lot of guys, people don't figure out quarterbacks. People figure out coordinators. People figure out what your coaches are doing. People figured out Kellen Moore seven weeks into the season last year. And Dak ain't looked right since. Save for that game when they blew Washington's doors off 59 to nothing on Sunday night football. Has he played a game? Has he played a game where you cowboy fans have looked up and be like, you know what? That's my quarterback right there. That's my dude. No, because it's, it's been what two games since then? Because it was another game. Well, three. It was another game in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean they, they played. The yeah, I mean they they ran a rough shot over the Eagles' third stringers and practice squad guys. They lost to the Cardinals. Like they looked terrible against the Cardinals, and then they came out there against the 49ers. And pissed down the leg. Moment was too big. That's basically what it was. I mean, let me ask you this question. What happens to BBW Jason Garrett? Because I... Go to? That's the wrong, now, the wrong hire. Now, I mean, it was the wrong hire. I mean, Jerry Jones is only going to hire people he feels like he can control. And Jerry Jones is only going to hire people to where if he hires them and they win, Jerry Jones is going to get the credit. Because Jerry Jones' ego is the size of this state. You know what I'm talking about? So... But now BBW Jason Garrett has a built-in excuse that two of his first three years as the head coach of this team, the quarterback was hurt. Like he has that built-in excuse. Now, I'm not saying that'll save him if Jerry and Steven and whoever else wants to fire him. Because if you want to do something in this life, if you really want to do something, you come up with reasons why after the fact. If they really want to fire the dude. But given that two year, three years, he's been hurt for an extended period of time. That may save him. So if that saves him, you might have to go out here next year and do this again. Oh, I know. I mean, yo, I just find it crazy to just think that we are that game didn't end less than 24 hours ago. And we are already talking about the draft, free agency and beyond when it comes to Dallas Cowboys. Like grand opening, grand closing. Go get Sean Payton. Fire BBW Garrett. Go get Sean Payton. Have him whip up those young whippersnappers because they'll play for Sean Payton. And Sean Payton will tell Jerry, hey, kiss my ass. I am going to coach this team how a common sense coach would do it. You want Kellen Moore to call offensive plays? He better not bring nothing stupid my way or I'm going to call a different play. Just go get some serious characters. We keep getting clowns, has-beens, and clowns. And thinking, oh, they're going to show up for the star. <laughs> what about the star makes people think that other people are going to come work harder for the Dallas Cowboys? The only thing that differentiates the star from other logos is that our star is richer. We got money. We're that high school that is really, really nice, but goes four and six every year. Because we got a lot of money. Got like Clemens High School. Stadium and a <laughs> Kennedy, you remember, <laughs> you, you, you remember Clemens High School, Kennedy? 
Of course. Look, how many games they went, they, everybody used to kill them in football. And they were so, they, look, they were driving Mercedes Benzes to school, getting smoked. Absolutely. For what? We got billions of dollars and can't seem to spend any of that money on actual drafting and getting good coaches. I mean, part of the thing is you guys do a good job of drafting and developing players, right? CeeDee Lamb, good pick. Demarcus Lawrence, really good pick. Michael Parsons, great pick. Like, Michael Parsons, like, yo, I ain't go front. That dude, I love watching that dude play, right? Like, they do a good job of drafting and evaluating talent. The problem is it ends up being not particularly well coached. And I knew going into this year, last season, the Cowboys led the league in penalties. So you have a team that is very, very talented, yet wildly undisciplined. And so now you mean to tell me this team is less, much less talented? And by the looks of it, and by your right tackle, Terrence Steele, still undisciplined? This is going to be a pure-blown show. And if it's going to be a show, I don't even need, just need to be a show on the field. I need an off-the-field show i need like y'all need to bring back them them questionable characters like back when y'all had pac-man jones and pac-man jones was fighting his body his team appointed bodyguard in the in a in a highland park hotel lobby or the time when michael irvin stabbed one of his teammates with a pair of scissors because michael irvin said the dude cut him in line for a haircut in the locker room that's the type of foolishness we need to make us sit through this because we ain't gonna want to sit through these games on sunday are we I at least need some silliness to get me through it. Do y'all have any candidates that, is, that are going to provide me that at least? Somebody? Randy Gregory. Damn, Randy Gregory is gone. Let Randy Gregory walk. We'll see how they look in the coming weeks. But um, Week one is definitely the, the overreaction week of the season. But I, I, feel, I feel about done with him for this year. Can you bring the mood up just a little bit? And say what? We can talk about Who the do I have to be optimistic about? <laughs> My Lakers still got Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Dak Prescott done broke his thumb. Texas, I thought was gonna pull off the upset, lost to Alabama. I don't want to talk about my alma mater, North Texas. Look what SMU did to him last week. I mean, I ain't got, I ain't got nowhere to damn go. <laughs> I'm f-ed all the way around. Use the cuff button. Use the cuff button. <laughs> You wanted this, Alex Goodwin. You did. I did. You did. And, and I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you this. You do this. You do this all the time. You, Alex Goodwin. You do it all the time. <laughs> Every time the Cowboys are getting whooped, I get a message in the game. It's usually after the game. Might be the next day when you want to record. He hits me up during the game. What time you want to record tomorrow? <laughs> Because we got to talk. Because I know you watching these getting their ass whooped. So I want you to talk about it tomorrow. And I say, you out this good one. Oh, boy, kid, you talk, kid, you, you bad mouthing me like JR used to do Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> damn, kid, kid, this is you. Damn you all to hell, Alex Goodwin. <laughs> you know what you're doing. You are enjoying it. You got a smile on your face. Hey, man, look, look. And this is why, oh, God. Oh, God, this is fun. It's rare you're this animated, Kennedy. It really is. It's rare. You're the, you are wound up today. Now, I'm going to ask you both this question. I'm going to ask you both this question before we wrap this joker up and we get up out of here. Oh, God. What would it take for both of you to leave? What would it take for you to leave this relationship 
What would it take for you to stop being like Sheila on why did I get married and not go up that mountain? What would it take for you to leave? If this is a Medea movie, what would it take? Like, Kennedy, does do you have to get dragged out of your house on the anniversary while the new lights get inside chick watches? While you stand outside banging on the door after he had locked it? Charles. <laughs> like, what is it gonna take for you, Kennedy Villa? To just go, go to, to leave and go elsewhere. Go get with the light skinned gardener. What it what will it take? Is th- is this it? Because I feel like both you, you, Ao, Ken, I feel like both of you sound like you're at the end of your rope. You sound close. You do. It's just, it's just frustrating, and I won't. I'll let Aaron really answer. But it's frustrating for me because you had a team that you can, you could see that there was a championship window, and it was just like minor tweaks. Like you literally had a Hall of Fame line. Now, I mean, one of that was unfortunate because Travis Frederick had the little disease, but you literally had three Hall of Famers on one offensive line. You had a great running back. You know, like you said, Dak was driving the car, but it could drive the car to at least get you to the NFC Conference Championship game. You just needed to kind of fix some things on the defense and stuff like that. But the window is now closed. Tyron Smith. Can't stay healthy for a season. Travis Frederick is gone. Like you said, Randy Gregory's gone. Demarcus Lawrence, outside of that one year, I mean, it's, he's good. He's not great. Michael Parsons is really good. Um, your linebackers are okay. Trayvon Diggs, I like him. He's good. But you don't have that same window that you had three or four years ago. Even when, even when you got Amari Cooper, there was another chance you had a window to really compete. And like you said, it's not necessarily the talent because since what the Tyron Smith draft, what that was 2011. So I would say for like the past 11 years, like first round picks, you pretty much hit except for maybe like Taco Charlton. Yes. That about right. that, you, yeah, pretty much you, you've had, you've gotten starters in, in the draft and you've done a good job developing, but you just haven't had the coaching staff because you hire these yes men. You don't hire people like Sean Payton that will tell you, hey, Jerry, get out of here. Let me run this. Stop being an idiot. And like the Cowboys have the like, that's the best job in, in sports, in my opinion. Like to have success at. If you have success as a Cowboys head coach, you know, you probably never have to pay for anything in Dallas in your life. And so you'll be, true. You'll be known. In in not just America, you'll be known in many countries. Jason so, Garrett wasn't even that successful, and he's on Sunday Night Football talking about stuff now. He gets paid exactly, exactly. And so, like, that's why I'm saying that's why I was so excited when Jason Garrett got fired because you can go out and 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 find somebody that's the next flash. You know, like like the Jimmy Johnson move, man. Like you can go out and, and pay big money. You can get the, the great uh, college football coach that's ready to go to the NFL that can coach in the NFL. You can get uh, a Hall of Fame NFL coach that is a, on his way out, like a Sean Payton, like we talked about. Like, and then you settle for Mike McCarthy, who's like he, he don't he doesn't have any charisma. Bear, I mean, he's got a Super Bowl. You know, when I was in middle school playing Modern Warfare Two, like. <laughs> 
But other than that, he really hasn't had much success. So what are we what are we doing? That is my that is my biggest problem is just all of these guys' talents and primes are being wasted. And Micah Parsons will be the next one who's great talent, Hall of Fame talent. I'm not saying he's Hall of Fame already, but Hall of Fame talent is going to get wasted because these dudes don't know how to manage a team well. Hey, Ken, I got a question. Before they hired BBW Jason Garrett, they interviewed one man, and y'all were up in arms about it to the point where they just abandoned the entire idea. What I don't want no damn Marvin Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no damn Marvin Lewis. At least he knows how to deal with it with an incompetent ownership group. He would have been perfect and, and for this job because of that and that, that alone. Marvin Lewis would have been perfect for the job. <laughs> what? I, I hate to do this to a black man because I root for black men to get jobs, but not this one, Marvin. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you. That, that's not the guy, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Oh, the Cowboys can do better than that. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yo. <laughs> I'm upset. Sadly, sadly, sadly. We are out of time here on the Game Plan Podcast. Sadly, we are out of time. I wish we could stay here longer. I really wish we could. But we're going to be back with the Cowboys-centric Game Plan Podcast episodes in about two, two and a half weeks or whatever Kennedy and Aaron and the rest of Cowboy Nation, if they feel up to it, because this is just week one. And I'm pretty sure by week five, Kennedy Miller is going to be on here sounding like Samuel L. Jackson. So, I'll be right there with him. Yeah, I'm like, all, all, y'all, y'all are wound tight. All of you. We ain't got no mother bleeping talent on this mother bleeping team. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all. <laughs> all right, yo. Ayo. Where can they find you on Twitter, my good man? You can find me on Twitter at SlenderBazZ00. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> Kennedy Miller. Can you give the folks a Twitter name? Find me on time? Twitter. Underscore Kennedy Miller underscore. Figure out how to spell it your damn self. <laughs> All right. You guys can find I me like on Twitter. Kennedy. Yes, I really do. Like, it's rare you get Kennedy just, you know, just being just, it's rare he gives you this. But typically, it's when either LeBron's team is wildly incompetent. Like, you, Aaron, you should have seen Ken, like, 2016. No, that 2017, 2018 team where D-Wade played for the Cavaliers. You should, oh, you oh. should have. Oh, Kennedy was something to behold. <laughs> oh, boy, Ken. I used to text him, like, Ken, what's up with your boys? Man, I don't want to see this shit, man. These motherfuckers. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> Ken was going in harder than the custom pastor. I was I was sending paragraphs. To, I was just sending paragraphs to anybody that would listen about where they were going wrong as a team and management. Because I just man, well, we'll see this year. You might you might hear it again. Oh, 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 oh. Hey. We will. We oh we I, oh we side will side note. Side note, I, I just want to acknowledge that the Lakers managed to do something very impressive. Um, probably, to me, the most impressive move of the offseason. And, and you guys probably know where I'm going with this. How do you manage to find a dysfunctional team as the Lakers and say, who's the one guy who can f*** this up some more? 
<laughs> who was the one guy in the there there's an entire league who's the one guy who can make this worse i know <laughs> let's take our 47 million dollar player and sign his arch nemesis that, that'll be fun right <laughs> that is impressive you have to you have to sit and think about that that is honestly impressive how bad they managed to screw that one up but here we are indeed fantastic Indeed. Like I said, it, it might be a long year for Kennedy Miller sports-wise, for the Lakers, for the Cowboys, for the whole nine yards. But for Kennedy Miller and Aaron O'Connor Fool, my name is Alex Goodwin. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, this has been the Game Plan Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time.